Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there. After I recorded this episode, I kept getting so many questions about dating and COVID. Now, I know the pandemic has turned everything on its head, and while dating in 2021 definitely will not look like dating in 2019, I truly believe it's completely possible to not only meet someone, but it's an incredible time to. So I created a five-step guide to help you thrive with dating right now, including sample scripts to set up video dates, safety boundaries for in-person dates, and a lot more. You can download the guide for free at veronicagrant.com forward slash COVID. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash COVID. And now onto the show. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 254 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be connecting with you again this week. And this is the second coaching episode that I have around pandemic dating. And as you will learn with my caller, Angela, the pandemic isn't really the problem. It makes things a little more tricky. Yes, but I talked about this a lot more in the intro to episode 252. So I don't want to beat a dead horse too much. So if you want to hear more about what I have to say about dating in a pandemic and how you actually can do it and how it actually might be a beneficial thing, then make sure you listen to that intro. I mean, you certainly don't have to. Some of the same points will come up in this episode too. Um, But just to make sure you don't miss anything, you might want to check out at least the intro to that episode. However, I do encourage you to listen to the whole episode, especially if you are also one to struggle with doing inner child work and actually have some resistance to it. Because in fact, I do believe that doing inner child work and the healing work and the inner work and the deep work, whatever you want to call it, 
it's really, really a great time right now to do it during a pandemic uh, because we have a lot more time on our hands, whether or not you are dating, you know, lives are changed and we're not necessarily going to the gym and all the parties and all the traveling all the time. And so if you find yourself sitting at home watching a bunch of Netflix, then you might just want to watch one less episode and, you know, spend that 20 minutes or 40 minutes of any kind of episode you're watching doing some inner work. I think it'll have a great payoff so that when you do decide to date, when the situation changes, you'll be dating from a different place. Now, I want to be really clear. I don't mean you'll be dating from a whole place or anything like that, because I don't think that you're broken. You're actually not broken. No one's broken. And so if you think that you have to be whole, that kind of insinuates that you're broken. Think of it as from where are you attracting the relationships you're attracting? Are you attracting relationships because you're, you know, really desperate and you feel your clock ticking? You know, that's going to create some certain behaviors that are probably not going to help you get what you want ultimately. Or are you dating from a place of curiosity, excitement, and love? And what kind of decisions do you think you will make from that place? Probably better ones that will lead you to what you want to attract. So without further ado, let's get right into my episode with Angela. And if you want to hear a little bit more what I have to say about dating in a pandemic, make sure you listen to the intro to episode 252. It came out two weeks ago, so it shouldn't be too far down on your podcast player. All right, without further ado, let's get to my coaching conversation with Angela. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the show. How can I help today? Well, I've been sort of struggling a little bit with dating lately. I'm not sure if it's because of the pandemic, or maybe it's something that I'm doing, but I've had quite a few um, like relationships that started off well, but ended very shortly thereafter. I can't seem to get past really a first date. And it's just always disappointing um, because it seems like it's really promising. Um, But then, you know, something happens. Sometimes it's pandemic related. And so I'm just, I'm struggling a little bit right now with, um, knowing what to do right now, um, knowing that I want partnership. Sometimes I feel like I just want to throw in, you know, throw in the towel, like maybe I should just wait until this pandemic is done. Um, so I, I, I think I just need help sort of understanding maybe how to approach dating right now during a pandemic. Yeah. What was your love life before the pandemic? I was dating. I think at the time I wasn't serious about finding someone. I was just sort of I mean, I think I was dating with the hopes of finding someone, but um, I I don't think I was as intentional about it as as I'm trying to be right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Were you still experiencing like the false starts um, or any other kind of frustrating pattern? Yeah, I would say so. I guess it didn't seem as heightened or as disappointing as it does maybe right now. Yeah, well, there's a pandemic for you, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, my... I mean, first, just opinion on this is that the pandemic didn't necessarily create any of the problems. It just highlighted the problems or the issues, I should say. And, um, you know, I always use the example of online dating. Like people love to blame online dating as the problem for their dating woes. But I'm like, okay, so before 1995, all was good. (laughs) Not necessarily for you personally that you were dating, but like, you know, dating has been, you know. I don't want to say a struggle, but it's been lots of ups and downs long before, you know, match.com ever came around. And my guess is the same for your love life in terms of, or how it relates to the pandemic. So with the people that you're attracting now, and I hear that the pattern is the false starts, but what kind of people are you attracting? What's creating the false starts? 
and how are you feeling, you know, in those experiences? I mean, I, I feel like I'm trying to be intentional about the people that I'm engaging with. I mean, there's a certain sort of thing that I'm looking for. I want somebody who seems like they're in a good place in their life. Uh, maybe they've done some, some it's like self-development work on themselves. They like their career. Um, things that I know in the past have been issues in relationships. You know, when somebody isn't in a good place, they're not always relationship ready. And so I feel like I, I try to weed out people that I feel like might not be uh, in a good place, but I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm just really confused at this point okay. <laughs> around okay. dating. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what growing up was like for you and your relationship with your parents. Um, so my parents are still together. So I grew up in a household with both my parents. Um, they're very much in love. They're each other's best friends. Um, I think sometimes I look to their relationship as, um, you know, a good example. They, they seem to be best friends. There seems to be a lot of, um, just alignment on things, um, that I hope to have, like they, I know my parents have like a healthy sex life. Like they're still very much attracted to each other, even 40 years in. So, but growing up, I have to say, um, both of my parents had tempers. And so I, I think for a while as a kid, I used to, uh, I felt growing up, like I sometimes I was walking on eggshells. I was always afraid to to mess up because it might trigger like my parents' anger, um, in particular, my mom's. So I was a really good kid. I was a really good girl. I got good grades. I did everything that I needed to do to make my parents proud of me. Um, I saw they worked really, really hard. So that was, that was another kind of thing on top of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with everything that you just described to me, um, are you connecting any dots between um, what you experienced um, growing up and with your parents and what you're experiencing now? I think what I struggle with in the beginning of relationships is they do tend to feel a little fragile to me. When you're getting to know somebody, it's sort of like a dance. And when you don't know them that well, you're not sure if you're going to step on their toes. (laughs) So I feel like that the beginning of relationships always tend to confuse me for that reason, because I'm, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to mess up in some way, or maybe, maybe I hold back in some ways or yeah. 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 So you went from walking on eggshells to potentially walking on toes, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's a few things that I'm seeing where we won't have time to cover everything here um, in this call, but I just want to just highlight what I'm seeing so far. So one, we already kind of established, maybe there's a pattern of afraid you're going to mess up, um, afraid you're going to set off their tantrum when you were a kid. And then that's been transferred over to your love life as an adult where it's like, Ooh, don't want to mess up. And it may not be that you're attracting people with tantrums, but it may just be like, don't want to mess up. Like I want to get this right. You know, don't want to have to deal with whatever's going to happen if, you know, I take a wrong step forward. Um, the other thing is the, um, one thing that you mentioned to me, or you, you talked about your parents and how they have a really wonderful marriage after 40 years, which is amazing. And it's not a perfect marriage, right? Um, cause there's no such thing as a perfect marriage or such thing as perfect people, perfect relationship. And so I wonder if there's a little bit of putting it on a pedestal and then comparing the people that you're attracting or the people that you might be attracting online, you know, cause like you said, well, I, you know, I try to weed out people who haven't done this or haven't done that or haven't done this. And to me, like, that's a, um, approach of dating. That's just very, uh, it's, I don't want to, the word that's coming to my head, it's not the exact right word, but the word that's coming to my head, it's, it's like a little harsh. 
it's attracting almost like the other way. It's like the opposite. And it's like saying, don't want that, don't want that, don't want that, rather than being like, what do I want and let it to come to me, right? And I think that has to do with a little bit of comparing maybe this unfair well, this unfair comparison of having your parents and this perfect relationship up on a pedestal, and you're trying to also bring your future partner and your future relationship to this pedestal that doesn't really exist. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then I think along the lines of that, you know, your parents both worked really hard. You work really hard. I imagine, I imagine you're really hard on yourself. I imagine you're really successful in your career. And there's probably this part of you of like, I work really hard in my love life. Like what the hell? Right. And that's a lot of masculine energy, which is great. Um, masculine energy is not bad. We need masculine energy, but kind of along the lines of what I said previously, is I think there's a lack of feminine energy, was that which is that energy of receiving, that energy of making choices, whether it's literally making choices around swiping right or left, or what to say or not to say to a person, you know, that can come from a more intuitive approach rather than like a more um, analytical approach, which is probably where you're coming from. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, it does. Yeah. So then my next question is, how do I bring more feminine energy into dating? Yeah. Okay. So I think there's going to be a few things, but the first thing is we have to get you walking off the eggshells because when you're walking on eggshells or potentially someone's toes, (laughs) however you want to look at it, you know, you have to use a lot of that masculine energy, right? Because like masculine energy is the energy of shielding, of protecting, right? So you have to be very analytical of like, oh, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. That might set this person off. That might scare them away. That might be the wrong thing. That might be the right thing or, or whatever. So we need to go back to that little girl and, you know, let her know that while it might you know, have been scary to step on an eggshell when she was 10 years old or whatever age comes to mind, we have to let her know that this isn't her parents' house anymore. You know, you part of being in a relationship and part of the dating process is messing up. And I think you're trying so hard to like just pick the right person when you're on the apps or just make the thing work in the relationship rather than being in this place of like, let's see. Let's get curious. Let's see if this is the right person. Or maybe I should swipe right even if it's normally someone I wouldn't and just you know, see what happens. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So um, when you think of walking on eggshells, is there either a certain age or memory that comes to mind? Yeah, I think I was around 10 years old. Okay. And, And what happened? There isn't like a specific memory that I, that I have. It's just sort of like a, an understanding that I could make one of my parents angry if, if I did something that was naughty, for example, Mm -hmm. or that they considered naughty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so tell me a little bit about um, how 10 year old Angela, how she, um, well, let's do this actually go ahead and close your eyes for me. So I I want you to do like a, a somatic experience so that'll help you come into your body. So go and close your eyes and just, you know, get comfortable. So roll your shoulders if you need, roll your neck out, if you need, take a few breaths. And I want you to bring 10 year old Angela into your mind's eye and let me know when you can see her. Okay. Okay. And tell me a little bit about what you see. Um, she's really cute. She's got like a ponytail mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a really cute uh, print shirt on. Mm-hmm. She's doing like a lot of colors and graphics. Awesome. Awesome. And let's say it doesn't have to be a specific memory, but let's say um, 
there's just a little bit of an eggshell situation going on. What's going through her mind and how is she feeling? Um, She's feeling cautious. Uh, She's feeling unsure. She's, yeah, like feeling like unsure of how to navigate this, like, yeah, definitely like an analytical component or like assessing the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want you to tap in even a little deeper because you've told me what she thought. She's feeling, uh, I don't know if scared is the right word, but um, insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is she afraid that will happen if she takes a wrong step? Um, that she'll, she'll get punished. Mm-hmm. And then what will happen? Yeah, that she'll get punished. It's not a good feeling. Yeah. And what does it mean to her to you know, be punished by her parents? Um, to get yelled at, to be made to feel not good about herself, to be, to be made to feel like uh, there was there's something inherently wrong with her or deficient in her in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. You can't seem to do things the right way, I guess. Yeah. And we have a story. We can't seem to do things the right way. You kind of already alluded to it, but that's only a hop, step and a skip away from, I can't do the things the right way to like, I'm not the right way or something's wrong with me or I'm broken or defected or, you know, whatever the exact language might be. You can see how that's not that far of a step. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you say that's kind of how you feel with dating? Yeah. I mean, I would say so. Yeah. Sometimes with dating it, um, there have been periods where it has felt more heightened in that way where it felt like, like it wasn't fun. You know, I guess right now, maybe I'm in that phase where it's just not feeling fun. Yeah. Um, It does feel like work. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And what will happen if you take a, a quote unquote misstep? Um, just the continued disappointment. It's a downer. (laughs) It's a downer on my energy, you know, like to have to keep, you know, swiping on people and striking up a connection and going through the effort of meeting them and feeling like you have a connection. And then from there, it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, can feel a little bit sort of like, like what's going on. I'm not sure if I'm doing something wrong here or, Maybe it's not meant to be. It's just a lot of like, it doesn't feel like I'm in control. Yeah. And not that I'm necessarily trying to be in control, but it just sort of feels like it's not within my grasp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of sounds like you are trying to control it, right? Because you don't want to step on the person's toes. That's an element of control or a form of control. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to uh, 10-year-old Angela for a second. So um, you can bring her back into your mind's eye. What did she need at the time that she didn't get? Um, she needed support, acceptance, encouragement, grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids make mistakes, you know, and there's no need to like rub their noses in it in a way that's, that can be harsh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my parents were, could sometimes be a little harsh. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. And for a 10 year old who's still trying to, figuring life out. Like it can even feel a little scary. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds to me like what you just described, what you needed. And this circles us back to, I think 
your question kind of in the middle of our call, um, which is, I think your little, your little girl was in need of some. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part, they're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.